Hey there, Braves fans. Welcome back to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. Really great to be back with you guys. Uh, the last time we were together, uh, the Braves had taken the first two games uh, in that crucial Mets series in Atlanta. Uh, they end up splitting the last two games against Scherzer and DeGrom, which is pretty darn good. Anytime you're going against those two guys, beat uh, beat DeGrom uh, on a, in a really good game. We're going to get into kind of some of the specifics of uh, those games as well as uh, the Astros series that the Braves just finished up beating the Astros two out of three. The Braves have been playing really great baseball, having won 11 of their last 13 games uh, and um, 14 of their last 16 games. You know, after that kind of embarrassing series in New York, the Braves have really turned it around and look like they're firing pretty much on all cylinders. Uh, minus a, a couple, you know, hiccups here and there, but you know you can't really complain at that kind of record um, over the last 16. So uh, some really encouraging signs from the Braves, looking like they're kind of rounding into form in about the same time that they were doing so last season as well. So uh, just very encouraging stuff from them, uh, playing well on both sides of the on both sides of the ball and. Um, you know, particularly in that Mets series, the pitching was was kind of down. Uh, we've we've seen a lot of really good pitching performances uh, for the most part from the Braves. So let's go ahead and recap these last few games against the Mets and Astros, and then I want to dive a little bit more into some of the things that I'm encouraged by, as uh, I think the Braves are really starting to show what they are capable of, um, and that they are a true World Series contender. So after winning the first two uh, against New York, uh, convincingly uh, 13 to one and five to nothing, uh, the Braves unfortunately dropped game three of that series uh, a few days ago. It was a tough pitching matchup for the Braves. Uh, Jake Odorizzi going against Max Scherzer. So definitely on paper, it looked like the Braves maybe didn't stand a chance. I mentioned last uh, last podcast episode that, you know, sometimes baseball is a little weird and you never know. And in some ways that that was true. The Braves end up scoring seven runs in a game in which Max Scherzer starts. Uh, but unfortunately, they could not get enough pitching in that game. They lost nine to seven. Uh, Jake Odorizzi uh, so far has not shown a lot, uh, unfortunately, since coming over from the Astros. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he couldn't go very deep in this game and unfortunately couldn't give the Braves all that much. It wasn't just Odorizzi as um, the bullpen also weren't able to hold the Mets down enough to keep the Braves in it. Um, you know, you, you feel pretty good about the offense when, when they're able to score seven. When, uh, when Scherzer starts the game, they didn't score seven off of Scherzer, but they were definitely able to run his pitch count up a little bit, get him out of the game. Kind of sets up the way you'd want in terms of getting to the Mets bullpen. Uh, but unfortunately, that is kind of where it ended. Uh, game four, the Braves took game four, and it was a great game. It's maybe one of those that you circle on the uh, on the schedule. Defeating Jacob deGrom uh, in the Mets 3-2 to two, uh, behind a great pitch performance from Max Fried uh, and some, some great moments for the Braves, particularly um, Vaughn Grissom scoring from first on what was basically a single. I don't know if it was scored a single or a double. Uh, as the shift uh, was kind of weird in the infield um, off of the bat of Michael Harris II. Vaughn Grissom, it was really important uh, that uh, Harris was able to run that count full. Uh, Grissom was able to uh, to run on a 3-2 count with two outs, and he's able to score from first. Ron Washington, of course, sending him home. So I don't know who the MVP of the game was. 
uh, it was either Von Grissom's legs or Ron Washington's arm. But uh, either way, uh, with those two combined, Grissom was able to get home. It was a great moment, real exciting. And any time you can beat DeGrom, you feel pretty good about yourself. He wasn't on the mound when that final run scored, but it was charged to him. Um, the Braves clearly had a, a different mindset, um, different tactic against uh, DeGrom and Scherzer going, going into this series. Uh, definitely were taking the ball more up the middle, uh, looking for contact. Grissom had, you know, the way he got on and got DeGrom out of the game was just sim simply putting the ball in play, infield single, beat it out, and uh, it set all that up. So uh, really cool uh, to beat DeGrom. You always feel good about that. It's one of those that probably gives the team a lot of confidence. And um, not only that, the Braves earned an ice cream machine for that win. I don't know if you've heard that story, um, but Alex Anthopoulos promised the Braves um, in a moment of, I guess, motivation that if they would beat uh, the Mets three out of four in this home series, that they would earn an ice cream machine. And he made good on that. Uh, so so pretty, pretty cool stuff on, on that uh, for sure. Unfortunately, right after this game, uh, the night after, you had um, the news of Marcel Ozuna breaking that he was arrested for a DUI. Um, and in the, I guess, I don't know if it's late night or early morning. It was like four in the morning. Uh, he is, you know, nothing good happens at four in the morning if you're out there, kids. So uh, don't do it. Um, he was speeding and apparently drunk um, and got pulled over. Uh, the, the videos out there of him you know, saying, hey, I'm, I'm Ozuna from the Braves, like he was going to get out of the ticket. Uh, obviously, never a good thing to uh, to drink and drive. And Ozuna, who's already um, had legal problems that I'm not going to get back into, but uh, this guy, you know, he's not playing good. Not that that necessarily matters in these kinds of situations, but it's just another thing of, of just wanting to um, get this guy off the team. But it definitely was frustrating right after a great, great win one of the top wins of the season uh you know the, the very next day you should be coming to the ballpark uh, as a, a brave and be upbeat uh be talking about the great win you just had and instead you have to answer questions about marcelo zuna driving drunk in gwinnett county uh it's just it's just stupid and uh he needs to go i i uh we're gonna get more you know into this in a minute but after um basically sitting the bench for several games. He actually played in the last game against the Astros, and I was pretty uh, pretty ticked off about it, honestly. I mean, I think he should be gone from the team uh, anyways. Um, I know, you know, the Braves have put out a statement that they're going to let the um, let the legal process play out before they take any action. I'm not, in this case, I'm not really sure why. I mean, you know, if, if it's the first incident that a guy's had, yeah, you kind of want to be, um, on his side and, and whatever, be supportive of him. Uh, at this point, Osuna has just showed himself to, you know, to be an idiot. I mean, quite honestly, just get him off the team. The Braves are so much about, you know, high character guys. You see that in how they, you know, extend Michael Harris. He's kind of everything you want in a Brave. He's really the complete opposite of Marcelo Ozuna. Uh, why he's on the team still. I don't know, but I just really hope that they are able to take uh, some action against him pretty quickly. 
and get him out of here. Yeah, you have to eat about $41 million, which really stinks. But but very fortunately, the Braves are in a better financial situation than they've been in a long time. So I think they can take the hit. It's not particularly pleasant. Um, you wish he would have played better this year, and then maybe you could have traded him at the deadline. There were some reports that they they tried to do that, but he, you know, he has zero value. Uh, he's basically negative value and has been one of the worst players in baseball um, for the last year and a half. So uh, with that, on top of his off the field uh, stuff, just he just needs to go. He's a negative. He's a drain on the team. And um, it's unfortunate, but he needs to be gone. So anyways, um, kind of a downer going into the Astros series. But nonetheless, the Braves are able to kind of put that in the rearview mirror. They win uh, the first two games against the Astros. Um, game one, uh, McCullers was going. This is his second start back uh, this season uh, for the Astros. Uh, he showed some good stuff early, but was also kind of wild. Um, and uh, the Braves didn't have a lot of success in the first two innings, but Riley, Austin Riley, was able to crush a three-run homer in the bottom of the third. Riley has been um, a little uh, lagging at the plate lately, uh, so I think he was pretty excited to 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 hit that home run and uh, you know contribute. As you know, he was so good in July. He's I wonder if he's putting a little pressure on himself after signing that big extension, feeling like he has to prove things. I hope not. Hope he could just relax and get back to what he was doing because, um, you know, it, it shows how good the Braves are when he can struggle a little bit. And, you know, it's not that obvious because uh, they're winning anyways. Uh, but, yeah, it would be great for him to get back on track and have a great end to the season. Uh, Wright was really solid in this start, uh, allowed two runs in uh, in six innings. Uh, had a scary moment in this game with Jordan Alvarez uh, of the Astros. He had to leave the game for shortness of breath. Still haven't really heard what that was about. and Maybe maybe nobody knows. I don't know. But um, fortunately, he was in the game for the Astros in the last game of the series. So seems like things got under control there. Uh, Dansby Swanson also hit a really big two-run double in this game as the Astros had uh, cut the lead to 3-2. to two. Um, And it almost got out. Um, it got to the wall. The center fielder who was in the game after Alvarez came out was unable to make the play, and the Braves scored two more there. Uh, Kenley Jansen came in uh, in the ninth, even though it was not a save opportunity. Uh, you can tell the Braves really wanted to take this one, and uh, Jansen was able to close it out. The Braves won this game 6-2. to two. Game two was a matchup, matchup of two great young pitchers, uh, Spencer Strider and um, Christian Javier. Uh, for the Astros, very few hits allowed uh, in the uh, well when both these guys were in. Both pitched um, one run ball over six innings, and uh, Strider uh, had nine strikeouts. Uh, looked really good, as we have really come to expect. But this game was really all about Atlanta's young stars. You had Strider on the on the mound. Uh, you had Vaughn Grissom uh, getting the only uh, bringing in the only run against Javier, which was uh, his solo home run in the top of the fifth, or sorry, bottom of the fifth. Um, and uh, so, you know, really cool stuff there. Grissom just continues to hit. Uh, the game eventually goes into extra innings. Astros score two in the 10th. It looks kind of dire um, at that point. And it was really kind of a frustrating moment because uh, if you saw Guriel, Guriel hit a double right down the line past Riley, and it was one of those swings that he's just kind of throwing the bat at the ball and ended up 
being a you know a, a two-run double, and you're just thinking, is this how the Braves are going to lose this this otherwise great game? But um, it's one of those great games for the Braves. They're able to come back in the bottom of the tenth. Uh, Michael Harris, another young star for the Braves, doubles uh, doubles in Heredia, who was in as a pinch hit uh, pinch runner. Then Grossman, Robbie Grossman, who's really actually been quite a good pickup for the Braves so far, uh, had a great at bat versus Hector Neris. Uh, split the shift, scored Harris, and uh, forces the game to go to the 11th inning. The Astros scored one run in the 11th um, and uh, off of Jackson Stevens. Uh, Braves come back, you know, in, in this kind of uh, new style of extra innings where you get a runner at second. If you score one, you feel like, okay, we can come back and at least do that. So felt okay, you know, the Braves going into the bottom of the 11th. Austin Riley had a really nice at bat uh, to force a walk. It sets up first and second, nobody out for Matt Olson and the most beautiful check swing double you'll ever see occurred uh, to beat the shift. Uh, it, you know, it's the curse of the shift. I, you know, people have are, are pro or con about the shift, but when, I mean, the Astros fans had to be beside themselves, their pitcher, I forget the guy's name. I should have that, but he was so mad. I mean, just very clearly took him totally mentally out of the game that that ball, uh, that check swing turned into a double, a run scoring double, which tied the game and really set up almost a for sure win for the Braves. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, the Astros were forced to draw in the infield. They walked Contreras to load the bases, kind of in desperation mode. Travis Darno comes up as a pinch hitter and hits a single uh, the other way through the drawn in infield for the Braves to win the game. So really big, you know, big, it, obviously the Braves win the series with this win. Um, anytime you win a tight game like this against the team with the best record in the American League, it's just really cool. So Braves go into game three with an opportunity to uh, to sweep the series. Unfortunately, they could not do so. It started out really well. Matt Olson hit a two-run homer uh, early in the game off of Jose Urquidy. You probably remember him from the World Series. Uh, and Charlie Morton had a great start. He allowed two runs. Um but another double-digit strikeout game for him. He's been really, really good for the most part over the last two months. He's had a couple of bumps in the road uh, starts that didn't go so well. But otherwise, he's been uh, pretty much back to his old self over these last two months. Unfortunately for Morton, he just doesn't get a lot of run support. And that was true in this game. After Olsen's home run, uh, the Braves went silent silent uh, for uh, about eight innings. And... Um, and then you have um, kind of late in the game in a key spot in the eighth inning. Eighth inning, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> All right, then game three uh, against the Astros. Uh, Matt Olson starts the game off really nicely in the bottom of the first inning. He hits a three-run homer. Off of Jose Urquidy, you probably remember him from the World Series uh, last year. And the Braves then were, unfortunately, the bats went totally silent, unable to score until the ninth inning. Charlie Morton just cannot catch a break with run support. Um, one of the It's just kind of weird because the Braves, obviously, as an offense, are quite good. And they just will not score much for Charlie, who has been really good over the last two months. Uh, other than maybe two or three starts during that period, he's been pretty dominant. And he was on this day. Unfortunately, he allowed two runs left um, and got a no decision 
Uh, Snitker had kind of an interesting decision bullpen-wise in the eighth inning. He brings in Dylan Lee, who's really been struggling a good bit uh, against um, really the heart of the Astros lineup, and it just wasn't Lee's day uh, as the Astros are able to tag him and get a 5-2 to two lead. Uh, the Braves were able to score two runs in the ninth. You know, you think back, it's like, well, if you could have brought in maybe your top top uh, wrote, uh, bullpen arms, then maybe you could have kept it at, at a two, you know, a, a tie game, and the Braves could have won this game. So I don't know. I, you know, bullpen second guessing sometimes is is a fruitless uh, exercise. But on this one, man, it would have been really cool to sweep the Astros. I mean, definitely would have been a statement kind of thing. And unfortunately, at the at the other end of things, the Mets uh, came back on the Phillies. I mean, the Phillies are not helping the Braves at all um, against the Mets. And uh, Mets took that one. And so uh, their lead goes back up to four games after uh, after yesterday's loss. So, you know, that's a little bit of a downer on a really great run of games for the Braves. But that's okay. You know, ultimately, they're, the Braves have to be feeling super confident with what they're doing and uh, you're really starting to see against these good clubs I mean I think this was a great opportunity to match up against the Mets and Astros and really kind of compare yourself to them and how do we stand um, you know not only in the National League but in the American League as well the Astros are probably the class of the American League as the Yankees have have kind of gone downhill a little bit recently the reality is I think the Braves have the most uh, the longest lineup, the most depth uh, of any lineup in baseball, you see that. I mean, even a team as good as the Astros, you get past their sixth or seventh hitter, and, you know, the last two guys are maybe not easy outs, but but they're definitely uh, below-par hitters that you can kind of work around. The Braves, that's not the case. I mean, they're really eight or nine deep, depending on how the lineup is um, that day. Uh, so it's, it's really... You know, the uh, the broadcast sometimes will show those uh, those stats that really back it up, that the bottom of the Braves order has basically been as good as the middle of the Braves order, and that just is really um, strange in a good way. Um, and I think it's even better now that you have Harris and Grissom doing their thing at the bottom of the order. Um, the other thing that just jumps out is how dynamic the Braves are right now. You know, a lot of this youth and athleticism that's been injected into their team, uh, just t other teams do not look that way. You know, they don't. Uh, they look kind of old and slow. And, you know, the Astros, uh, for, you know, to a certain extent, look that way. The Mets definitely look that way against the Braves right now. And, uh, you know, even the Dodgers, I mean, you, the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, they're all older teams. Now, of course, they're incredibly talented teams with a lot of power and a lot of ability. Uh, and, you know, but, but they, the, the question is, you know, when you are, when you're older, you know, baseball is a long season and all these nagging injuries, you get to September, October, are you able to still play at a high level um, at that point? I feel like the Braves are in a really good position to, um, to play better in the later months because they're a, a young team. Uh, some of their guys, you know, are pretty fresh. And they even have a couple guys kind of waiting in the wings and, you know, Albies and even Mike Soroka. These guys could show up relatively fresh and good to go. And they're kind of wild cards. You don't know exactly what you're going to get from them. Maybe they don't contribute much, but maybe they show up and they're able to do something here in the later stages of the season. So it's very interesting. I think the Braves have much more of a swingers chance than a lot of teams do in the postseason because 
of their athleticism and their youth. Um, you know, the other thing that you're starting to see because Ozuna has finally been benched for the most part is that uh, it really paves the way for the best Braves team. Uh, when he is not, especially when he's not in the outfield, but even when he's not in the lineup, uh, this Braves team just looks better. And I don't want to dog on Ozuna too much, but he kind of deserves it, let's be honest. And as you've seen in the last week, as he has been benched, uh, the Braves just look like a more well-oiled machine that is basically has no holes. Don't uh, don't forget the Braves have the best record in baseball since June first, and it's a it's a darn good record. I want to go over this really quickly with maybe the you know if you're doing a um, a top you know top five teams in baseball right now, probably you know in no particular order. Maybe go uh, Yankees, Braves, Mets, Dodgers, and Astros. Now about, I might be missing a team in there, but you know that's generally I think just based off of a record, something you could go with. Um, and if you remember, I, you know, I pulled the Yankees particularly because remember how great the Yankees started the season. I mean, they were a dominant team for some time, and the Braves started terribly. I mean, it it, it seems like forever ago. Um, but, you know, I pulled this up. At the end of May, so May 31st, the Yankees were 34-15. and 15. The Braves were 23-27. and 27. That is insane, an insane difference in, uh, you know, where these two teams were. And today, the Braves uh, have are, are 75-46, and 46, while the Yankees are 74-48. and 48. The Braves have a better record than the Yankees. One thing it shows is, you know, it, it's an old adage, but... Baseball is truly a long season. You just don't know, uh, you know, in the first two months, uh, it just doesn't tell you the full story. The other thing that Braves fans know really well is is really much more how you finish than how you start. Uh, how you start is important, and it certainly can determine if a team, you know, wins a division. It might be the difference between the Braves winning the division or the Mets. Uh, we don't know how that's going to play out. I still have a good bit of hope that the Braves can pull it off. But, uh, yeah, it might determine that. But uh, that in and of itself will not determine who wins the World Series. Um, you know, so let's look at some of these other. I mean, the Mets also started great. They were 34-17 and 17 at the end of May. Uh, and, of course, we know now they have a four-game lead on the Braves. The Dodgers were 33 and 14. So all these teams are, are are getting a quick start, right? They're all winning immediately, proving to be really good teams. The Dodgers have really just continued to be good all year. Uh, best record in baseball now at 84 and 36. And then the Astros uh, also started decently, 30 and 18, and now are at um, 70. Oh, that's wrong. Um, anyways, they've gone. Um, I think they're 77 and 45 now. So, you know, all of these teams, very good. Um, the Braves have, have played the best of any of them since June 1st, kind of playing catch up. And so, you know, you start to wonder, okay, if you're looking at the, the full record, you know, the Braves are right there with all these other teams. They're a little behind some of them in overall record but since june 1st they have the best record in baseball and and which record matters most and some you know of course you can cherry pick a record but um i think i'd rather have the team who's played the best over the last few months than the team with the best record in baseball who maybe his um or a team like the yankees who still have a very good record and are going to make the postseason but are not playing very good ball right now the Braves since June 1st 
are 52 and 21. That is an insane winning percentage. That is just great baseball. I had to, I mean, I kind of double, I had a double take because that is such an impressive stretch. And you think that, you know, they lost four out of five in that one Met series. They looked so bad. And maybe one reason why it felt so bad is the Braves fans got really used to the Braves winning a lot. I mean, that's uh, suddenly a, a bunch of losses uh, in a time when the Braves have not lost much. You know, there's a 14-game winning streak in there. And again, the Braves have also gone on this streak of 14 out of 16 games. Uh, so Braves are playing great baseball. They have a great chance to, um, to finish the season on hot streak as well. So, you know, I'm very encouraged. I looked at, you know, the kind of the trends of what the Mets have done uh, in this same same time period, June 1st on with the Braves. The Braves have definitely been the better team since that time. Um, the question is, um, what will happen um, moving forward? If the Braves continue with basically their, um, their winning percentage since June 1st, uh, then you're getting to 104 wins. Uh, that would be pretty darn good. And the Mets would get to 103. So if the trends just remain exactly the same since June 1st, the Braves win. If they slow down a little bit, uh, then then they don't. You know, they're, the total projection, if you just take their winning percentage for the season, they get to 99 wins, right? So which team are they? Are they the team since June 1st, which I tend to think that's a little more true, and I'm going to get to that reasoning in a minute or they just you know the team that that their their total season uh winning percentage shows they are either way i mean even winning 99 games is incredibly impressive i don't think 99 wins is going to win this division the mets are that good i don't think they're fading i think the braves are going to have to take it from them and of course we know that they're going to be able to match up against the mets uh one more time before the end of the season so they certainly have a chance to do it. But the reality is the Braves are a much more different team, uh, much different team than they were on May 31st. Um, we we definitely saw this play out last year. You know, the Braves, it looked a little different because the Braves changed their team in a lot of ways at the trade deadline, especially that outfield. Um, and in this way, you know, the Braves have changed their team because of injury, because of call-ups with Michael Harris and Vaughn Grissom. Uh, but you know, it's true that it, who you, who you are at the end, especially August on is a lot more important than who you are, uh, May 1st or, um, you know, even June 1st. So let's just go through, you know, a few things that have really shaped who the Braves are now compared to who they were early in the season. Uh, let's just go through it. So, you know, William Contreras early in the season is brought up after Manny Pena is injured. And he has been, uh, you know, just absolutely great for the season. Every time he's in the lineup, it seems like something good happens. He hits the ball hard all the time. Spencer Strider uh, moved from the bullpen to the rotation when the Braves could not find a fifth starter otherwise. And he has been awesome. Uh, maybe rookie of the year if Michael Harris isn't. Uh, then Ronald Acuna returns from injury uh, near the end of May, or sorry, the end of April. May, he's kind of getting his feet under him um, and then has been good, maybe not great, you know, maybe not back in terms of the power numbers to who we uh, remember Acuna can be, but he's still been very good in a lot of ways, stealing bases, uh, getting on base, and I still think he could 
um, kind of figure things out here at the end of the season and be even that much more of a difference maker. Uh, Michael Harris is brought up um, at the end of May uh, and solidifies the outfield. And I think him and Spencer Strider particularly have been really, really key to the Braves turning things around. Rosario, who couldn't see in the first month of the season, gets his eye surgery, comes back. Has he been, you know, game-changing totally? No, but he has been better, and I do think you're going to see a better Rosario in the last month or so. Ozzy uh, Albies and Duvall go down for, for injuries. Um, neither were really playing their best at the time. Uh, this opens the door for Vaughn Grissom to come in eventually for Albies. Uh, Grossman is, um, we trade for Grossman at the deadline and he's been really good. Um, you know, I, I heard, uh, Dave, o Dave O'Brien, who's a, a reporter for the athletic for the Braves talk about Grossman and how he was brought in, uh, with the idea that the Braves analytics, uh, and scouting had really found something in his swing from the left side that they felt like they could fix pretty quickly. So as soon as they brought him in, they kind of got to work on it. And he has been uh, playing from both sides of the plate pretty often and been pretty good from the left side of the plate. And he was hard um, <laughs> this this season for Detroit from the left side. So I think they figured something out, and he's been good. He gives you really good at-bats. He'll take a walk. I really like Grossman's addition to this team. So, again, Arcia uh, goes down in Boston with the pulled hamstring. This triggers Grissom coming up. Uh, for the Braves, infuses some real energy into them. This is, of course, right after that really bad Mets series in New York. Uh, you know, Ozuna finally has been benched recently, kind of opening the door for everybody else to stay in the lineup uh, every day. You know, he then he gets this DUI, and I really hope, like I said, that he's going to be gone from the team. Um, unfortunately, um, in that last series, you know, uh, Snicker played Ozuna in the last game of the series. I don't think I mentioned that much, but I was very much disappointed that Snicker did that. I think it was maybe a little bit of a perfect storm with Ronald's knee being a little sore, so they wanted to DH him. Rosario had a tweaked hammy or has one and is kind of playing through it. Uh, so, you know, who's going to play left field? But I I feel like Heredia could have played left field. And just on principle, you don't you don't play Ozuna. I don't know that he gives you much more than Haredi anyways at this point. I just don't think he should have taken the field for Atlanta ever again. Seeing him out there was frustrating. Um, he was booed. You know, um, and, you know, he should be booed. And, uh, you know, he should hear it. And anyways, I don't want to get back into that too much, but nonetheless, I think his basically his departure, whether he leaves the team or is just benched, um, is a good thing for the Braves. And like I said, you know, with all of these different changes reshaping the team, you also still have Ozzy Albies and Mike Soroka, who could both uh, join the team in mid-September and give one more little jolt that could maybe get the Braves over the hump and uh, take this division. It's going to be important to, to win the division. You know, yes, the Braves can still get into the playoffs and win the World Series without winning the East, but the road is, it, it's never going to be easy, but it, it sets up better, certainly, for the Braves. Um, they would get a bye in that first round, which, of course, is very nice to have. But you also guarantee you won't have to play the Dodgers until potentially the NLCS. Um, and who knows, somebody could, you know, um, could take out the Dodgers in the NLDS and then you don't even have to face them. So 
yes, it would be very good for the Braves to win this thing um, outright. So, you know, just to hammer home my point, uh, I wanted to, I, I kind of randomly or somewhat randomly uh, picked a lineup early in the season just to really compare what the Braves look like now and the fact that their the overall season record is not really indicative of who they are as a team. They're so much different now. Um, and really that June 1st record on, I think, is showing you how good this team is. Um, so this is April 27th. So this is the day before Ronald Acuna came back from injury. So listen to this lineup. Uh, Ozzie Albies leading off. Matt Olson, uh, Austin Riley. Uh, Marcelo Zuna was hitting fourth at the time and playing left field, if you can believe that. Um, Darno catching batting eighth. Dickerson, you remember Alex Dickerson? He was DH and hitting sixth. Uh, Duvall was in center field. His legs are about to fall off because he's having to play center field every night. Uh, Demerit was starting in right. Remember, they brought him up for some time. He actually played pretty nicely for a couple weeks, but then fell off the deep end. And then Swanson is hitting ninth and at the time batting 188. Okay, so that, that is telling you where the Braves were at the end of April and how bad things went in that first month. Okay, so now August 20th, just two games ago, Ronald Acuna leading off, Dansby Swanson uh, hitting second, Austin Riley uh, hitting third, Matt Olson hitting fourth, uh, William Contreras in that um, hitting, well, actually playing, uh, he caught in that game. Uh, Rosario is back um, hitting sixth, Vaughn Grissom hitting seventh, Michael Harris hitting eighth, and then Robbie Grossman hitting ninth. I mean, that it is not only is that a totally different team, but it's just so much more dynamic, uh, so much more athletic, young, uh, so much speed in that lineup, and uh, just a better team, you know, overall. And remember, you, like I said, you can still add Ozzy Albies to that eventually, I think, as well. So just totally different team. Uh, and I think no one wants to no one wants to play the Braves right now. No one wants to play them in the postseason. I, they present a totally unique challenge of the teams that are kind of in that top five or six in baseball. So I'm really encouraged. You know, I think this team has turned a corner. Uh, they've had a great stretch of games here, and the next five series for the Braves are all pretty winnable. The only uh, tough matchup that the Braves have is St. Louis. Uh, the other, otherwise, it's kind of losing record teams. Now you can fall asleep at the wheel, and anybody can beat you certainly. But the Braves this year have played really well against teams with losing records. So I expect the Braves to continue to win at a pretty high clip. And who knows it. The, the best thing that could happen is the Braves maybe down one or maybe even even with the Mets uh, going into the last week of the season. I think that's realistic. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. The Mets might just continue to play so well that the Braves can't overtake them. I could see that. Um, but, you know, if you give yourself a puncher's chance going into that last series against the Mets, you don't know what could happen. You know, you could have the, the Braves sweep the Mets. Mets have played well. It stays, you know, a, a two or three game lead, and then the Braves go in there and sweep them and, um, you know, totally change the game. It could happen. Um, hopefully the Braves will continue to play the kind of exciting baseball that they have recently, continuing to steal bases, play great defense, put the ball in play a little bit more. Um, and, again, 
Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson, who have uh, not played quite to the level that they had uh, earlier in the season. If they hit a hot streak again, I think this team becomes incredibly difficult to beat. All right, Braves fans. Well, that is it for this edition of Stay the Braves. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope to talk to you soon.